Welcome back, y'all. It's in a brand new episode of On Loop Podcast. It's your boy, Lawrence, with my co-host. Hello, it's your boy, Synchro Ginko, a.k.a. Jake, a.k.a. You know, every every time we do an episode, I think I'm going to change my name to, to the topic. So something like that, yeah. Wait, what you say your name was? Synchro Ginko. Synchro Ginko. Okay, I thought yeah. you said Gecko for a moment. I was like, nah, nah, you're the nah. synchronic Gecko. Nah, last 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 one we did where it was all of us. I was just D Thanos. <laughs> D Thanos. So um, yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just try something out every time. No, that, I think that's a good way to like keep the topic on hand. Keep the topic on hand. Speaking of which, if you could travel back to like any time period. Just for a little bit. Well, where would you go? Well, considering, you know, the color of my skin, <laughs> there's not many places I can go back in time. That would be, like, cool for me. Uh, okay. Well, actually, um, actually, I was going to think uh, ancient Greece. Okay, I think, yeah. I think they'd be more accepting of, like, my skin color around that time. Because I know, I forget what happened. That basically caused time to like reset itself when it came to like prosperity in, in mankind. Yeah. So maybe maybe ancient Greece, maybe that might be pretty good just for a little bit. See how 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 I fare. I don't Pardon? know about hygiene though, but yeah. Uh, well, you're just kind of like a visitor here. I don't. You can have the caveat of like you can just like visit and see things if you okay. don't want to actually be like. Uh, in the time period. Yeah, I'd probably just stay for a week. <laughs> See what happens. I need a place to stay. <laughs> Part of me really wants to be like, go back to the age of the dinosaurs, because that's what everyone says. Cause Wait, I act... have... Yeah, go ahead. Because like, I would love to actually be able to see how the world was with everything on it. Huh. So you want to see the dinosaur? Okay, give yeah, me a time period <laughs> of how of how long you want to be there. Well, I'm only probably gonna like I'm gonna like dip in for a couple hours, you know, just like. Okay, because the minute a T Rex pops up, I think you're good. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> okay, this is like. I'm thinking of it as like I'm in my little time machine and like no one can see me. I'm just kind of like floating around looking at stuff. Oh, okay, then yeah. Because hey, if I you, actually had to exist around the dinosaurs, I'd be dead. You could solve the age-old question, do dinosaurs have feathers, and what do they sound and look like? Imagine, like, you're just sitting there, there's a giant T-Rex, and you just hear, ha, 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 and it comes out <laughs> laughing as it runs at, like, some little, like, herbivore in, like, bright pink-green feathers. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> a Joker T-Rex, pretty much. Ha, ha, ha. I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> uh, okay, that was a that was a fun little divergent. Speaking yeah. of divergent, we're not talking about that movie. We don't like talking about trash. Um, <laughs> I, I could oh not get it. That's that's a topic for another podcast. Okay. Um, today we're talking about. Uh, I think it released this year, so it's it's yeah, it's new. Uh, I forgot to look at the date. It's either twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one when this came out. But the movie is called Synchronic. Yep. 
not that not that chronic, but the synchronic. You know the what I'm synchronic. saying? Synchronic. And uh, basically, uh, to get you guys uh, a plot for this movie, it's a two New Orleans paramedics. Uh, they live the ripped apart after they encounter a series of horrific deaths that are linked to a certain drug. That's uh, you know, uh, how, how do I describe it? Like it's it's bizarre, and. Uh, yeah, uh, all I can say is, is it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Um, as like I am like the actual IMDb things it says, designer drug with bizarre otherworldly effects. So like, yeah. the drugs do some pretty crazy things. Let's see. Um, just kind of like getting a little bit of the facts out of the way. This was written by Justin Benson and it was also directed by himself and Aaron Moorhead. And the main stars are Anthony Mackie as Steve, Jamie Dornan as Dennis, and I think that was either supposed to be Allie or Ion, Ionid, Ionides, Ionides. <laughs> that's what it sounds. That's Allie what it looks like. Ionides as uh, Brianna. <laughs> um, it's actually a big one with uh, Anthony Mackie in it because you know he's Falcon. The Falcon, and. Falcon. I don't know, like, what territories we can get into spoilers, but he's also the new Captain America in the MCU. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, everybody would have assumed, if, if they haven't seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier, everybody can assume that, yeah, he becomes the next Captain America. Also, it's, it's in the comics, so it's not much yeah, of a spoiler. Yeah, it's not much of a spoiler. But um, I actually think uh, there are the only three, there's other people in the movie, but they're the main three main characters. And I actually think they uh, they did a pretty good job of acting. Oh yeah, I think uh, this was definitely. If I didn't know he was Captain America late or Falcon or whatever, mm-hmm. I would have said, "Man, this guy is definitely going places with his acting." Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely, definitely got a career ahead of him. Yeah, he's he's a very well. <laughs> he's very good in his skill in, in acting. Well, then again, he. I, I'm not mean? exactly sure about everything he's been in, but he's been acting for a while. Wasn't he in Eight Mile? What? I'm fairly no. certain he was in Eight Mile. He must have been really young, but I don't know. I'd have to see. Wait, wait, wait. keep talking to the crowd. Uh, I mean, yeah. So I guess the way this movie starts, um, and it's one of the, it's one of the. If you if you're into like the movie starts at different parts in time. And then all of a sudden comes together at the very end. You'll enjoy this movie uh, because it starts with with an opening of a bizarre scene where uh, things start changing. You can tell these people have, have taken something or some type of drug or whatever, and everything changes. Uh, it's a different setting. A man gets knocked off a cliff or not even knocked off a cliff. He's just falling. You, you see him falling. And then the yeah. woman gets transported into a jungle area where a snake comes into frame and you can already tell what's about to yeah, happen. Yeah, she's sitting there, like, drugged out of her mind, and she's like, ooh, pretty snake, as this, like, giant anaconda thing is, like, working its way up towards her. And then you're kind of left, like, with this feeling of what just happened. Like, this doesn't make any type of sense. Um, but it is explained later on that it, it, it'll, it'll all come together, pretty much. yeah. Uh, that's one thing I will. I definitely do like about it. Even some movies, it like it might have like weird stuff at the very beginning, and then some just never actually tell you what actually happened. 
we we get to see what happens to like these people that are in the opening credits. But quick side tangent, uh, Anthony Mackie was in Eight Mile. He was the main antagonist, Papa Doc. Oh, so okay, he has okay, been okay. acting for a while. Yeah, a lot of these actors have been acting for a while. It's just yeah. sometimes you forget what movie they are because they're not the main character. All right. Um, yeah, the next scene. I, I'll have to look into it, like see everything he's actually been in. Yeah, so oh, like yeah. the next scene, we actually is a, when um, Steve and Dennis actually get into like come into the scene. They're at like a police call, and, like the ambulance is called. Um, when I was reading like the synopsis and everything, mm-hmm. and just like going through rewatching it, it was a domestic abuse call, and the uh-huh. like we already said Steve and Dennis are the main paramedics. So like, there's like one woman who's also, like, high out of her mind. She's just walking around the porch, and she's like, I hope she gets up in the morning and she has school as her daughter is, like, passed out, overdosed on the floor. And that's the thing that got me. I'm pretty sure the, the woman who was talking just didn't take what they were taking. Probably not, I'm, no. She was on yeah. some else. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And it, it, as we continue the scene, uh, we see that there's this guy who is uh, suffering from a severe stab wound. And in the next room is the young girl who, who overdosed. And uh, yeah. So uh, it, it, it's, it's really weird how he was like, did, did somebody stab him? They're like, who stabbed this guy? Yeah. The, I remember like the Dennis character, he was like asking them like, what kind of, where's the, do you see a knife? Like what kind of weapon was used? And meanwhile, like uh, Steve, I always have like issues whether I want to say the actor's name or the character's name, like it, it's a battle in my head. But Steve <laughs> goes go in. The one, yeah, go with the one you're comfortable with. Yeah, he goes in. He checks on the girl, and as soon as he's like trying to find like what she took, and the man gets stuck with a heroin needle. He like puts his hand in her pocket, comes out, and it's just like sticking out of his hand. And oh god, I, I cringe. But, but the so thing is, hard. like, he just he just sits there and he's like. Oh man, that's not good. And then he just like pulls it out and continues his work. <laughs> while so I, I calm about it. And like while I know you're a professional and you gotta keep going with the rolling with the punches and stuff, you just got stabbed with a heroin needle. Like you don't like this is how AIDS starts. This is how a bunch of random things happen. Like Yeah. I would have freaked out. So if if this is like in your job description to remain calm, nah, it, if you get stabbed like Okay, well, my man deserves a promotion. That's all I'm saying. The man was just like he got a splinter. He's like, ah, okay, this is bad. Even then, like, I'll freak out if I get a splinter. Anyways, like, quite literally, it's... yeah. And then, like, he and checks on yeah, her, yeah. and uh, this is when like he also pulls out the first package of a uh, synchronic out of her pocket. Right, uh, and then he we get we get a a feel that oh they're just you know hopped up on drugs and they ended up killing each other or fighting each other or something yeah and that's that's what that's what you're left with um and like yeah and one of like the last scenes is like as they're moving and they actually find the weapon it's like this super old rusted sword that's just like stabbed into the wall um yeah the dude um and you're just left with mystery you know and I like this, no oh, do you have any idea of what like possible like timeline that like where that would have came from? They showed it at the end 
of him getting well no, i don't think it was the end or somewhere in the movie where the guy gets stabbed by a conquistador i think yeah it was a conquist they they even said it was a conquistador's that's in another scene was it like I don't it was know him it was it was the guy who got stabbed was it yeah they okay. were going through each person that went through through their thing and you'll you'll and if, if for those of you who don't know what we're talking about you'll understand like once we keep going <laughs> yeah um yeah, I guess I just missed that part because I was trying to figure out where this type of sword actually came from. Right. I was thinking like pirates. But I guess that actually might be around the same time because pirates were... Nah, because I was around uh, New English uh, English times during when they had their little pirates and stuff like that. Parliamentary, whatever's... Pirates existed up until like the 1800s. Yeah, but conquistadors were like 1400s, bruh. Was it or something? Was... Because what's his name? Columbus was trying to like discover quote unquote a new world, and around that time, you already had people going to South America looking for gold. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, uh, old Spanish Armada, all of that, all of that. I'm not a history person, so yeah, I'm gonna definitely <laughs> take your word for it. <laughs> uh, so and we move. We go... okay, yeah, go you, ahead. Got the, you got it. Oh, okay. So then we go on to, like, we cut away from, like, the main mystery of the movie as we see uh, Steve and Dennis, you know, just hanging out. Um, he's at, he, Steve is at Dennis and his family's uh, birthday party or something that's going on. Um, I think they're having, an, I thought they were having another baby, but I guess it was just a birthday party. Um, and then Steve goes to talk to Brianna, who's been, I guess, feeling distant. Um, you can get, like, a distant vibe from this girl. And I think the movie kind of explains that. She's kind of like the loner. Yeah, she's kind of like going through some things. And, uh, you know, we see Brianna sitting on a rock that says, always. And Steve's just kind of there uh, to try and cheer her up. But as she's like willing, getting ready to open up to him, he gets a phone call from a doctor. And like, as soon as he got the phone call, I was like, oh, he has AIDS. He has AIDS. Like, <laughs> I just kept thinking of the needle and I was yeah. like, he has some kind of disease. Which he does. So, like, and actually getting checked for, like, AIDS and HIV, hepatitis, all that stuff you can get from blood. Uh, the doctors find that he doesn't have any of that. But he has an underdeveloped uh, penile gland in his brain. So it's something that you only find, like, children and young people. The older mm -hmm. you get, it's supposed to calcify. Um, but uh, all the stuff I was reading. And so, like, this just causes a massive brain tumor and cancer to, like, spread on it. So, as we see, he is the way he is, an alcoholic, because he has cancer. Is it oh, brain? Yeah. It's not. Is it specified as brain cancer? Or is it just the tumor in his brain? Uh, I think it was just a giant brain tumor. He may have. I think it did say cancer, but technically, aren't all tumors uh, cancers? Ma uh, malignant yeah, tumors I, that are cancerous. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and so you know he's basically trying to live his life without a care in the world. Um, we get little scenes from uh, him looking at boxes, like empty caskets or so, something like that. Every now and then, whenever we focus mainly on Steve in certain scenes, but so, I guess we'll we'll go more yeah, into that. We'll, later. we'll get into like into that, but that's one I think one of my major gripes with this movie. Hmm. Like, 
<laughs> we'll get into it. Yeah. So we go from that, and like basically, he just spirals out at this point. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna die." So he just start, he's just drinking a lot. He's having like one night stands. And yeah, it seems like he can... wants to be with someone. He, it's like he doesn't want to do this, but he just like he's like, well, he, he always yeah. reminded of the fact that oh, well, I guess I'll just keep doing this. Yeah, he's like, I don't have time to actually get what I want, so I guess I'm gonna continue being like this. And we yeah. get to see this more and more as, like, we go to, like, more of these bizarre crime scenes. And from that, you know, the first one, the first little bizarre encounter after the ones that we see in the beginning, is that uh, there's someone who's completely burnt up. And the cop is saying, yeah, we've got ourselves one of those uh, spontaneous combustions, which... To be a little side note, when I first heard about spontaneous combustion, I was <laughs> shook, dude. Like people can just from one minute they just explode into flames. Like, what is that? And nobody knows how it happens. Like you just spontaneously combust. That's what like one of my things is people know that exists. We have definite proof of it happening. We don't know how it happens, but it happens. And like, people are like, no, it's fake. It's fake. And I'm like, we, really? <laughs> I don't understand. And and so someone was like, yeah, we have one of those spontaneous combustion scenarios. But then we also see at the crime scene a, a packet of the drug. Which, yeah. you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, this drug just, I don't know what it does. I, I don't know it, anymore. It because, makes people crazy. Like, yeah. yeah. And at the second crime scene, we see a girl that was bit by a snake. Um, that is somewhere to be found that, that they don't know where it's at. We don't know where it's at. Yeah, they're and, like uh, looking all over like this hotel room and outside of it for this snake because nothing else is going to leave the wound that it's on this girl's leg. It oh, is and, giant, swollen, and purple. And one of my favorite scenes from this movie is this scene right here where you have, uh, I think he's a private investigator or something, or the cop. And yeah. he's like, uh, you know, we have Steve asking, you know, what kind of snake would do this? And then you got the cop like, oh, I know what kind of snake does this. And you only see him in about in, in South America. And he's like, you know what the snake looks like if you could find it? He's like, I know what that snake looks like. <laughs> he's like, I know for sure. It was such a good little uh, funny mo- moment in the movie. I, I, was, I was a little shook by it. There were a couple moments like that where they, they just broke through the seriousness and they had some a couple good uh, comedic elements. Yeah, it kind of caught me off guard by how like serious the the tone of the movie was, you know. Yeah. Uh, same. I thought it was supposed to be a little more trippier, but no, yeah. it, it kept it pretty dang serious. Um, <laughs> like midsummer trippy. Jeez, <laughs> that I, movie gave me a headache. <laughs> it, 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 it's a headache-inducing movie for sure. Um, but um, oh yeah, oh, that's go ahead. one thing to say like. Um, and it's at this point when we see the snake that we're like, oh, wait a minute, this is the person from the very beginning that we get to see. Yeah, and then it also solidifies it even more when we find her boyfriend chopped up into pieces at the bottom of, of the elevator shaft. So here's where you know, oh, this is the guy that was falling, like, and then he just appears in the elevator shaft. Yeah. So, um, and he just said they're smiling. He's like, ah, yeah, this is fine. 
And then that's when we get the, you know, the drug name, Synchronic. At least I think that's when the name is revealed. Uh, I think that's the first time they actually, like, verbally announce it. Yeah. And uh, so the next main scene that we come to is a a busted party where the cops were called because, you know, a person died. Which Which seems to be on brand for this drug, yeah. (laughs) And then we find out that Dennis's daughter, Brianna, has gone missing during this time um only but before this prior to finding out that dennis's daughter is missing uh steve and dennis get into an argument or is that after that's after okay well here after this you know well they get into a small argument about hey man why are you drinking so much like why are you changing uh dennis gets a phone call and he says well hey man your daughter's missing uh, yeah. Steve attempts to rid the streets of Synchronic after oh. hearing that his best friend's daughter has just gone missing due yeah. to this. So also basically like his niece, because like they're tight enough to where it's like he's almost like the uncle at this point. Oh yeah, like a godfather in a way. I think one of the things I hated though was like they're sitting there, they're trying to find his daughter, and they ask her friend who's also on something, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, "Where where's she going?" She's like, "I don't know." She wandered off, and I'm like, "Bitch, bro, you like, need some new friends." <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, you just let your friend wander off. And, and, and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, really? But yeah, like you said, like Steve goes and he just like, he starts buying up a Synchronic. I don't remember if he said it went to like other places. We just get to where he goes to like this one local smoke shop where like he also like chews out the, uh, the, like the, the store clerk. owner. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, what are you doing? You're selling all of these types of drugs to different people. You don't even know what's happening. And then, you know, the store owner is also not sober. And she's like, I'm sorry, I don't man. know what you want me to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he just leaves out. And um, during that scene, you know, you get just like a, a bystander, a weird guy who's kind of looking on to this. And uh, before... Steve gets in his car and uh, drives away angrily <laughs> that the store owner doesn't care about the yeah. well-being of the customers. Um, the guy who was just being weird was saying, hey, man, I'll buy those drugs off of you. And he's like, hey, man, they're not for sale, you know, because yeah. they're killing people. And he's like, I'll give you thousands of dollars for it. And he's like, look, man, you you go get some help. Go live your life or something. He's and like, he drives drunk. Yeah, he basically drives off saying, what, like, people are spending thousands of dollars on a drug, which, you know, we've seen in many movies before. Yeah. Hashtag cocaine. Uh, <laughs> it's the party drug. Or no, that's ecstasy now, I guess. That was back in the 80s. Hey, it, it drugs is drugs. I don't know why people take them. Yeah. But <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. This is a PSA. Uh, <laughs> 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 and, like, uh, and like later, like it like switches, and like later that night, he like Steve wakes up because like we hear some noises at his house. He grabs his bat. I'm pretty sure it was a bat, and he's like, yeah, trying bat. to figure out where this is. And this movie also has some pr- like, it's not a horror movie, but there are just some creepy scenes in it. Very suspenseful, and, suspenseful moments that that you can uh, yeah. pick up on. Yeah, and I don't know if this scene was supposed to be as creepy as it was. But, like, he checks the closet, and the dude from earlier is just sitting there, like, peering out of it. And, like, <laughs> it, fucking, 
was like it was fucking scary looking honestly yeah it's they uh i guess they unintentionally made it more suspenseful than it needed to be but you do see the guy that was trying to buy the drugs off of him um earlier and he's all nervous and he's like hey man whoa 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 and obviously you know you break into a man's house a black man's house you're gonna you're, you're gonna get hurt oh yeah <laughs> and so and so uh he's like you know what are you doing in my house and, and everything like that and he's like is it, we come to find out that the guy hiding in the closet and trying to buy those drugs was the creator of the synchronic drug and so like at this point, I'm like, oh, like, why is he trying to get everything? That's the point where you, he himself states that he is trying to, like, get rid of it. He's been going through buying it all up. And that's how you know that this stuff is bad. Something is going on. And he even says it himself. He's like, uh, it does horrible things. I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's like, this does things, like, unlike any other drug. And Yeah, and he says this. He basically describes to this man that this drug is something that, you know, needs to be destroyed. It's unlike any other. And yeah. he was working with he was he was working for some company or some group to make something like this because he makes money off of making this drug or, yeah, or whatever. making designer drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a terrible thing to do. But whatever. Um, as we go on to this movie, he asks Steve, hey. Uh, what did you do with them? He's like, I flushed them. Knowing good and well, Steve didn't do that. He just trashed them, which is a terrible way to get rid of drugs. Yeah. Um, and then here's where we learn that young people, ones with non-calcified pineal glands, like our friend Steve, are able to pass through time when taking this drug. And so we definitely know that Steve is about to get... <laughs> yeah. Like, in order to find this girl. He's about to go get salt and pepper shaker. He's about to get blues clues. He's going on a trip. Like, yeah. Clues joke for any of you who haven't known about the dude, my dude Steve. (laughs) And uh, a little, a little, uh, I guess, more info on it is um, Steve takes it and he is fully taken into a different time zone. Uh, Do you remember the first time zone he went to? It was like a jungle or a swamp. Yeah, so the first time zone was like a Louisiana swamp area, and where he's like he's sitting there, and like it slowly like dissipates in, and uh, and like a crocodile starts swimming up, (laughs) and he realizes, you know, after a certain point of time, he goes back uh, to where he was, um. And then we find out that uh, no adults can't do this because you know they have a developed pineal gland, and they aren't able to travel with their entire bodies back in time. Or I don't think they're even able to travel at all. But you know, teens and people who are young. No, I think. Uh, I think they get like flashes of it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, no, it's um, what's it called? Like the people at the beginning, they like kind of like transported there but they were still um they were still tethered to like reality that's why i thought they were teens though i thought they were like young i felt uh, i can't i can't yeah i can't remember exactly i felt like they could get like flashes of like the things Mm -hmm. kind of like the dude at the beginning like that got stabbed by the sword like he got like the flash of it but he didn't like transport there 
Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I definitely would have to see it again to make sure that I knew what was going on. But, you know, Steve is like, okay, we definitely know Brianna took this this drug because he was there as a paramedic, paramedic bleh, to find her. And he saw that she had taken the drug. So now he's thinking, well, why did she disappear when she took this? And he's now he's we, we get a little montage of him running experiments. Um, he takes the drug again, but in a different part of the house. And he's thinking that he's going to be, you know, in a swamp. Back in the swamp again, yeah. But he is transported to, what, the Ice Age, I believe? Yeah, he's back in, like, the Ice Age. He's, like, on top of, like, the snow-covered mountain with, um, I guess a caveman? Are we going to call him cavemen? That's basically... Uh... Early, uh, early humans. <laughs> yeah, early, like an early human is like sitting there, like, "Yo, dude, who are you?" And and that was the that was the second time. The first yeah, time he went second. without a jacket. <laughs> yeah, he was dying. He nearly froze to death until he was like trying to test the theory. He's like, "Okay, if I stand in the same spot again and take it, will I go back to the same spot?" And he like actually takes his like clothing and he takes himself like he makes a fire. Yeah, and the second time, you know, the caveman comes up. It looks like he's about to kill him, but, you know, the caveman is just pretty curious yeah, as to, like, who him. he is. And they just kind of sit by a sit by a fire staring at each other until he disappears, which I'm pretty sure <laughs> that that dude is going to be, like, <clears throat> the writing stories about this, and no one's going to believe him. <laughs> so... Oh, uh, the dude's gonna have. There's probably some like cave painting out there of some dude disappearing. <laughs> and then, um, aside from this, you know, we see Steve and Dennis. Uh, their whole friendship starts to deteriorate. Um, because Steve is still, uh, upset about his whole situation going on with his health, and uh, Dennis is, is his his whole his whole marriage is starting to fall apart due to Brianna disappearing. Yeah, like, I, like at the moment she disappeared, I think they were already having problems, but she starts to, like, they start to break apart even more because they really don't know how to cope with it. Yeah. And this is another thing. The wife gives him so much crap. Like, you're just sitting around, you're not doing anything. And he then he's like, really? And he lists off everything he did, and he's like, um, while you're in there sleeping, I did this, 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 and this. You have the audacity to say I wasn't doing anything. I mean, and he's right, though. Like, you're going to come out here and tell him, you, did you do this? Did you do that? You should do this. And he's like, I already did this yeah. and more. So cut me some slack. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't think you should apply pressure to somebody who's been, like, doing everything they can to find her. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just going to make it worse. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little I'm on his side for that one because he was trying. Yeah, he was trying. Yeah. Um, and mix a mixture with that, uh, Dennis going through that, and Steve taking the painkillers, and him thinking, uh, there there's also like a warning out to all paramedics of the area, somebody is taking painkillers and stealing them and stuff, while Steve is taking prescribed painkillers, mm-hmm. and. Also, you know, getting drunk and stuff like that. But so yeah, like, oh, uh, oh, he's stealing them. Yeah, yeah it's like he's starting to think, like, why are you doing this? And um, after uh, I forget what call they were on, 
where they got into the fight. This uh, they were on the call where they went in and the people were. Oh, uh, voodoo! I guess they were. Yeah, it was. Voodoo it was kind of or... like a like the kind of like the typical like voodoo look. Um, it was like Mardi Gras. It, yeah. People when they dress up for Mardi Gras, um, it was like, a group kind of, of people like skeleton, who, like the skeleton look. Yeah, some of them had face paint on and were dressed in certain attire, and they were uh, they were on something. I tell you, the guy that they he, he broke his leg, and they as movies do, they show it. Uh, his leg is clearly broken, but he's just not feeling the pain, acting crazy, talking a different language. Not sure pretty, what language it was. I think it was French. I'm pretty sure it was like deep French. Because they are in New Orleans. Like, yeah. a, a, as you see Steve traveling, experimenting through time and stuff, you, you realize, oh, this is just New Orleans. There was a fight between the two guys, you know, Dennis and Steve, after they figure out, you know, or after Dennis sees Steve taking all these doing all these things and hurting himself. Um, he basically accuses Steve of not acting right, stealing from his job and whatnot. And Steve is like, hey, man, you don't even know what's going on. So shut up. They get into a fight. And uh, pretty much it, it it all started because they don't know how to talk to each other. Yeah, quite literally, they're just so bad at communicating with each other that they fight, which... I guess is a tr- uh, just supposed to be kind of like the the male trait, like the we're bad at communicating, and this is going to lead to us fighting. But it's okay; yeah. we'll we'll bro hug later. Um, <laughs> there's there's a small scene, like it's later, a little later on in the movie, but yeah. I just felt like to include it here. Um, uh-huh. We basically find out that uh, Steve wasn't the one taking it; it was the driver Tom, who, which the whole time they were sitting there making fun of him. <laughs> and so yeah so it's a it's a common thing in this movie like as the paramedics are going to where they need to go the driver tom doesn't know how to drive properly and is like swerving every now and then and whatnot and then there's an uh apb i think that's what you call it or an announcement saying that hey somebody's stealing morphine from the job just keeping a lookout and the, the entire time dennis thinks of steve because steve is taking painkillers when in actuality it's the driver tom and it's Pretty hilarious. All right. And so after the fight scene that we get with uh, Steve and Dennis, it is actually after that scene is when Steve decides to take Synchronic. Since he's about to die anyway, takes it with a swig of some, I don't know what kind of liquor it was, but the man swigged some liquor with a straight face. So he was ready. He was ready. After he did that, you know, we, as we mentioned earlier, he does these little experiments where he finds out the drug does take you back in time. And we also find out by changing your location, even like a couple feet, you get sent to a different time period and a different space. So yeah. it's like, it's like a big thing. It's, it's pretty crazy and wild. Um, so I don't think yeah. it's a different space. I think it's still the same location, just in a different time. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But it's wild that the fact that he will move a couple feet, he goes like a whole couple thousand years back. Yeah, like it's really crazy that that even happens, you know. And so, and like, oh, go ahead. Oh, because uh, it's like he when he does like all of his testing, he was like recording himself, and like that's what he like really figured out is like 
it's the same like space or same, same space, space. time right so and then he starts like he's like okay i'm gonna he's making plans to save abrianna but then he's like okay i have to have a little more research i got to be able to know if i can take things and bring them back to which he's like okay I'm going to use my dog for this because that's the smart and logical move. And once you see that, he picks up the dog. Hawking. Hawking is the dog's name. Once you see he picks up the dog to take back with him, you already know this is not going to go as planned. He takes Hawking with him and he appears in someone's house. And it takes him to uh, the racist south of the time where, you know, people of his skin color are not welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure this is probably like 50-ish, 50s, probably. It may be like even earlier. But yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's, in a, he's in a white man's house, and he just stares at him and gets pissed. The fact that, you know, somebody was in his house probably would have not made him so angry. I mean, it probably would have, like, shooken him. But the fact that it's a black man who's yeah, in he's his like, house. Why? Yeah, he's like, basically, why did you break my house? And he does, like, he stares at him for a couple of seconds. Because then he's like, oh, wait a minute. I got to go get the gun. Uh, this <laughs> makes Steve, he's like, I got to get out of here. He books it out of there. Uh, everyone's just kind of like looking at him. And then eventually you start hearing like the police sirens. And you know he's definitely in trouble here. A man's being hunted down, probably by the KKK and the police. Like he's not gonna live. He's not gonna make it. And like, yeah. So all the while, he's missed. He's missed his time frame to get back home. Or has he? Yeah, uh, he. Yeah, he's so missed his time frame. He's missed his time frame, and this shows that after I think it's like seven minutes. After your seven minutes. If you're not the space you were where you started, you get stuck. Yeah, <laughs> you don't sucks. you don't come back. So you, in order to get back, he has to take another synchronic pill, in the same exact spot. As soon, yeah, as soon as time runs out, he needs to he needs to be there. Basically, the synchronic pill gives you another seven minutes to go back and come back to your time. And, and he nearly does make it, like. He's he breaks back into the dude's house, which the dude comes out a couple seconds later. He's at this point, I think he has like a minute left to go, and he's trying to like calm the dude down, uh, which isn't working. Oh yeah, this is definitely the funniest scene because he breaks the glass, breaks the window or something, and goes in when he has a minute left, and he's like, "All right, now I just got to sit here with my dog, and we can go back home." When you just saw that the guy just left his place to go from after watching TV or whatever or the radio, I don't know what he was doing. He comes back and he stares at him. And he's like, like You're the again? same guy who broke into it. Yeah. And Steve is just gets up. He's like, Hey, take it easy, man. And not even that. So the guy tries to tackle him. He phases through, which is a sign that Steve is getting ready to get transported back. So he sits in the couch and he's like, all right, well, this guy is going to go get some help or whatever. I'm going to sit here in this couch and leave. But Hawking's not with him. The dog <laughs> is just out of, like, finger's length of him, like, being able to grab his leash. And I think, like, 
And what the sad part is, he actually like reaches forward a bit. He grabs the leash. He but grabs as the leash. soon as yeah, he does grab the leash, but when he gets transported back, the only thing he has is his the leash. He wasn't actually touching the dog, so the dog did not get transported back. And we just see him staring at the window as we see the ghostly image of his dog hawking, just like look at him whimper and then fade into uh, out of existence. Bro, the fact that they did this to the dog makes me so upset. Like, and no, no, the thing that makes me mad is that he was calling the dog. He was calling Hawking to come on, get back on the couch. We're leaving. And the dog's just looking at him like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, we're about to die. We have to leave. And as you could, and here uh, Steve comes uh, to a conclusion that anything you know you're touching in a certain radius or whatever will get transported back with you but if the person is not with you at the time of tra- at the time of transport uh you're you're basically stuck you're he's, yeah. he's you're not coming back so I that's just, how Steve knows I just remember we're sitting here watching it and we're in our little like watch party chat and the moment we realize what's happening we're just sort of like typing in the chat like no why the dog why did they have like Every movie that wants you to get sad, they're like, hey, you like this dog? Too bad. Yeah. And we find that Steve is building up a tolerance, you know, to the drug. So it's easier for him to travel and stuff. Um, He takes one to travel and then one to travel back. Uh, Only problem is he's running out of these pills. Uh, He decided to try his hand in finding Brianna at the last place uh, she was seen. But, uh, you know, there was no luck. He ends up in a tree. Uh, because he's on top of a building, so he ends up in a tree. Yeah, um, and he like falls out of it, hits the ground, and he he meets uh he meets a group of people. I don't know about I don't know if they're like I don't think they're tribal people. I'm I think pretty, I don't know, I'm pretty sure they're tribal people. I don't or, know. They're like sitting around a bonfire, and they have like uh they're doing some type of ritual stuff. They were chanting. It, yeah, it could also that that stuff also kind of happened. I feel like that stuff happened in. In New Orleans around that time, uh, the early 1980s, maybe. Yeah. But I, no, I don't know. By tribal, I mean more like I meant more of kind of like a cultish type thing. Maybe not yeah, tribal, maybe cultish. as in like uh, middle of nowhere type things. Right. But then again, I'm not sure. And he is. I don't know what happens. It's pretty strange hanging around these people. Um, they end up starting to chase him because they are just so intrigued by him. They just want to kill, I guess. And he runs, you know, they hold him down. He's getting ready to disappear. Um, or, or he takes the necklace of, I guess the chieftain or leader or whatever and runs away. And, uh, he, after that, you know, they, 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 they're chasing him back up the tree. He grabs onto the chair right as time runs out and he's brought back. And it turns out he finds that items that are seen fading in and out of existence around the time that you're supposed to come back can be sort of like an anchor. Yeah, this that was the one one of the things that kind of confused me a little bit because mm-hmm. I knew the idea of like what you take with you, you have to hold to take back. But yeah, I guess it was kind of like the idea, like say like the couch or something, like you had uh-huh. to be in that spot to be back. So right. I guess that's like the anchorage. 
because he didn't even get to sit. He didn't even sit in the chair. I think he just grabbed it and it, he just anchored him back. I think. Yeah. Um. And do you want to talk about the next scene when he yeah. talks to Dennis? So eventually, he he tries this and he he's like, okay, that didn't work. So he goes and he tells Dennis. He tells everything that's happened. He tells him about his tumor. He shows him the videos of like him traveling, which Dennis is like, oh okay, like, he, like, freaks out a little bit. He's like, first off, you didn't tell me about the tumor. Secondly, you're time-traveling here. You're taking this drug that's been killing a bunch of people. And then, like, they they, they bro-hug. They, they clash it out. <laughs> and they're like, okay. They sit down. They make a plan to actually think about where Brianna would have gone so they could go and actually save her. But right. we also get a small scene here. So throughout the film, like we, uh, Jake mentioned earlier, you see, like, he keeps having flashbacks of, like, these caskets floating in, like, muddy water. Yeah. And so apparently, like, years ago, it was, I think, during the hurricane. I believe it was during a hurricane. Yeah, sometime during the hurricane. Like, with everything going on, though, those were, like, uh, corpses that were being looted, and they were of his family, and they were just kind of, like, floating down the river. And um, this left him with, like, PST, PTSD of it. Like, he just keeps thinking of it. But this um, is one of my main issues with it. Yeah. I felt like it was kind of shoehorned in. After we realize this happened, it doesn't really go to explain his character. Yeah, it's more of like a Chekhov's gun type of thing. Um, you keep... They keep showing it and stuff. It's supposed to have meaning, but it doesn't really measure up to anything that Steve has yeah. got going on which you know if you guys are familiar with the theory with the whole thing of Chekhov's gun is if you're going to show a gun any at any point within a film or act or whatever that gun has, has to be to important be we, yeah. yeah it we don't we don't just put things in that have some type of importance for no reason um so that's the whole Chekhov guns thing and i think it was uh i think it was his family was murdered or something or something happened with his family. And then years later, they dug up the graves and put them out on display. Like not display, like just dug them up in muddy water or something like well, that. They were, they were being looted during the hurricane because like usually a lot of times what happens is mm -hmm. like in hurricanes and stuff like that. Oh, during graves disaster. Like, graves like that rise up because water gets underneath them and brings them up to the, and it makes the soil super loose. Oh, so this wow. happens a lot. Basically, he just saw like his family corpses being like stuff taken off of them, like jewelry and stuff like that. Yeah, and he he basically saw that, and he was traumatized. The uh, only uh, yeah. sorry, the only connection I guess I can maybe bring out of it if I like think super deeply about it is maybe it could go to the fact that like he never really sought to have a family of his own. Maybe that kept him from it, but then again, I, I might just be reading into it, trying to find a connection. No, no, I think I think you're right because he does mention a lot of times that it's like he doesn't have a connection to anyone anymore, and if he were to lose his life, like it wouldn't matter and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's it's supposed to give more backstory into his character and what we already know with him feeling like distant with emotion. So I, that's what I feel like it is, yeah, but just, it was it was a poor way of doing it. I don't think opinion. it adds up. Yeah, yeah. It it was it, it did you know bring on some type of feeling some type of way for the character, but 
ultimately it was they could have done it a lot differently and so this brings us they do that and this brings us to like the last major um scene of the film they sit there and they think of like where she could have gone and then they were like oh wait a minute um the scene from earlier where they were at the birthday party or the baby shower or whatever it exactly was yeah they were they were saying she probably didn't take the drug up here she probably walked out there then yeah. took the drug to be by herself so now we get like the significance it's like okay we've seen this rock we've seen like always carved into it it has some kind of meaning behind it like you were saying with chekhov's gone yeah. that when it actually was like okay it, this is going to be used again and so steve is like okay i'm gonna go in i'm gonna save her and like he gets transported back to what at the time we thought was uh the civil war yeah we thought it was a civil war but apparently it was the battle of new orleans in like the war of 1812 interesting <laughs> yeah which uh i don't know it like it still seems like newer than 1800s but I guess if you think about it, Civil War was only like 40 years later. Yeah, I, I, I'm not no big history buff or anything like that. But it it was, I think it was around the 1800s. That yeah, it was like 1860s. That happened, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we get our man Steve transported into this battlefield. Cannons going everywhere. How he didn't get injured or hit is beyond me. But, you know, he's... He, he ends up in a trench with a bunch of dead no, bodies. No, he did get hit. He did get hit? Yeah. So no. no, he did. Remember, he got a limp because he got shot by a rogue bullet. Or, like, oh, shot. Okay. When I when I meant, like, injured, I, I'm assuming, like, the cannon blew off his arm because oh, there yeah. were cannons. By, yeah. So. Uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure it was either he got shot or it was cannon uh, shrapnel that, like, hit him in the, le- hit him in the knee. So he oh yeah, okay. Him. Now I remember. Yeah, he did get yeah. messed up in the leg, and you know, after that, you know, he he ends up in a in a trench uh, with a bunch of dead bodies. He's still shouting Brianna's name, looking for her. Um, and to I don't know how long this has been going on, but Brianna's in the. He finds Brianna in the trench. It's been going and, on long enough that she's taken somebody else's clothes and uh, water a canteen. <laughs> okay, because I, I didn't notice that at first, and I'm like, this dude, she's been missing for I don't know how many days now. I want to say a week. I want to say she's been missing for about a week. Yeah. And she's been in this war zone. I don't know how long this war was, but she's been there for a hot minute, probably just laying amongst corpses. For about a week. And honestly, the way he found her was impossible. Funny. Yeah, it was funny, and it's not possible because... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether it was because she transported back in time that she's like, I should stay around here. But if it were me, I would have been long gone from there. I would have been trying to find the safest yeah, place possible. I pretty much would be stuck there forever yeah. because I wouldn't have put two and two together, and I would have been like, Okay, this is like you're not. No one's gonna find me, even if they try to look for me. Um, and like this is also a point where we he looks in his pocket and like we see he only has two pills left. I think. So yeah, the movie does give us some type of hope by saying he has. No, yeah, yeah, he's got three. Three? No, no, two, two. You're two. right. Yeah, two. Two pills. And, and so. 
Yeah, so he, he gives one to Brianna and he gives one to himself to say, hey, I'm going to take us home. All we have to do is go back to the rock, take these pills, or take the pills, walk back to the rock, and yeah. we'll be home safe. Um, and so, yeah. This was also part of, like, when you start to realize something bad is about to happen here. Because yeah. he was, like, uh, she asked, like, on kind of, like, the terms of, like, how he found her. He's like, I saw the message on the rock. And she was like, what message? And then he's like, ah, forget about it. And at that point, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, the, when he when he traveled back and I didn't see the always message on the rock, I was yeah. like, oh, this is not right. Something's not right here. Yeah, and, like, so they're, she's helping him, like, hobble over to the rock. And, like, just kind of out of nowhere, this, um, which also might be another, like, another, like, problem I had with the ending. Just the the ending felt a little weak, in my opinion. Yeah. But it's this... Like the opposite of an ex machina, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. The soldier, like, this, like, piece of shit soldier comes out, and <laughs> he's, like... He he's, like, whistling at him. And... Yeah, because Steve is a black man, and he's back in the 1800s. So Steve's a slave. He's like, come here, slave, and makes him like get down on his knees. And we see him like con- like looking back, and you see like uh, the images, like the present and like the past, like blending together. And so we know that he only has a couple seconds left. Like he does not have long. By the way, he is a couple feet from the rock, so he yeah. is he is getting they they are beginning to fade in and out of existence, while. You know, Brianna is is like on the rock. They're on the rock, and so with that being said, like he's held at gunpoint. Brianna's just sitting there on the rock, and he, he Brianna ends up disappearing without him while he's held at gunpoint. And with Steve now, you know, in this situation, he's trying to get out of it. This is his next mission, and he sees a a landmine. Um, which yeah. Did they even have landmines back then? Yeah. Um, they did? The To a degree, yeah. It was just basically in-ground explosives. Okay. And so, you know, Steve's like, just come closer and get your slave because I'm your slave. Like, you know, he's, he's playing the part so he can get out. Yeah. And so the guy steps closer and tries to, and, you know, he ends up stepping over the mine, assuming he knows where it's at. Uh, Steve is left without hope. I think it's at this moment Brianna disappears. And when she does, there's an, a giant explosion far off because, you know, we're still in a war zone. And the guy steps back onto the landmine and is completely obliterated. Which uh, yep. I'll give you that. I like that part. He got what he deserved. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so, and at this point, he like quickly turns back to try to like transport back but he pretty much just kind of like slaps the rock and he's like ah shit can't get back and And this is where uh, this is basically where like the movie ends uh we get a flashback or not a flashback but like a cut brianna's in there she's hugging dennis dennis looks up and he sees steve like the ghostly image of steve look at him and then we know that he's stuck in the past yeah, he's not coming back. He's going to end up like the dog, like his dog hawking. I think, like, I overall, I like, I really liked the film. But the ending was the weakest part for me. 
uh, looking at it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, the weakest part was, well, I think they developed Steve and Dennis pretty well. Did yeah. I think that they needed to put the whole he has PTSD? Not really. No. Just say the man doesn't have family and he has a problem because of this tumor that's growing in his brain and he's having a hard time coping. That's all I need to know. Don't give him more baggage, you know what I mean? But other than that, and the ending, it, it seemed like the ending was just too supernatural or too rushed. Yeah. I That might be kind of like the whole film in general. The fact that it had a great concept and like it had great mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. But I felt like there was a lot more they could have done with this I, I, this idea. I think so, too. But I guess that's the thing with, like... And I consider this an indie film. Like, the, despite it being a good actor... Yeah, that that, know, I would say an indie film, definitely. I think for it being an indie film, it's definitely good. Um, I don't think it was rushed because, um, you know, it's a story about paramedics who find this drug and one of them says, oh, I'm going to go find the daughter. I, I, I'm i a little iffy on the subject of the movie being him going back in time to rescue the daughter. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of different things could have been done when it comes to time travel, I guess, with this type of stuff. And him, uh, I guess, him traveling back. But him, him the ending does suck. Because it's like you're gonna die anyway due to this brain cancer. Well, why the why even mention it? it your sacrifice kind of seems like a little watered down because it's like, oh, you're gonna die anyway. Yeah. So I'm gonna go do this. Well, don't even tell me he has brain cancer or a tumor or anything because he's doing this because he wants to because he cares about his friend. Yeah, it's a part of his backstory, but I feel like they could have just gone a little bit differently, you know. There's, yeah, I feel like they could have gone differently, and I, f- I wish they would have figured out a different way to keep him back in time if they were going to do that. I felt like just the random soldier showing up. Yeah, like, you get a whole battlefield of dead soldiers and stuff. There's cannons blasting in that direction where nobody would be around. Nobody should be in that area because it's technically no man's land. Yeah. Why all of a sudden you have a random dude pop up saying, hey... Like, where are we going to go? There is nowhere to go for miles. And he just pops up? Like, nah, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, I've read something about the idea that, like, uh, I think on the Wikipedia it said he could have been a looter. But even then, I felt like a looter wouldn't, like... A looter wouldn't own slaves. Like, it just gets in the looter's way. Yeah. So, so it, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. I Again, it's like a, the opposite of an ex machina to help drive the movie's plot or whatever. But it is what it is. I will say that the whole mystery and suspense of the movie was pretty good. Didn't yeah, expect it. I think it it had it had a great tone and it definitely played with the suspense and like I was expecting more of like a straightforward sci-fi film, but it mm-hmm. it held more to like a suspense like thriller. And I like that. You know, I like how sci when when it's a sci-fi film. But you don't know, you won't know it's a sci-fi film until you actually dive into the story yeah. and explain things and see things happening. And it, I, I like movies like that. 
And if they keep doing that, or whoever this director is, if he wants to keep doing that, I'm for it. There's uh, speaking of the like director, um, I watched a couple years ago one of the other films they did called The Endless, and it's mm. also oh, I heard about it, that. Um, I feel like I might like that movie more. So at some point we'll have to watch it and do an all loop on it. But he's he's definitely of the of the more of the mindset or whatever that he makes more of a reality based story where he uses elements of sci fi to like interject into it. That is a that makes a good movie. Now yeah. see, that's an original movie. You know what I mean? I like that. It's better than rebooting movies that we've already seen. This this yeah. is a good movie. So um, I guess that's kind of our kind of final thoughts. Yeah, what's your final right. what's what's your final rating? So uh, I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this seven out of ten um, heroin needle pokes. Oh no, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> um, seven out of ten conque- uh, conquistadors. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I was. I want to give it a six. six. I want to give it a yeah. That's not me saying like this movie's bad or anything. I think it's just an average movie. They could have done a lot more, a lot more potential. Um, I, I'm glad that they stayed on par with that. You're in the same location, just different times and stuff. But I don't know. It, they could have done a whole lot more with with the scientist with. You know stuff stuff that could make a, a sequel worthy. You know, yeah, a sequel worthy movie. And so, I I just I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of slow moments in the movie that I wish would pick up some time. Um, but yeah, that's why I give it a six. I think yeah. it's pretty above average movie for an indie movie. Okay, yeah. it reminds me of Bright. I need. I haven't watched Bright. I still need to watch that. It's 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 good. It, yeah, it, it makes you feel like it should be a show. Okay. I definitely get that feeling. But if you like what we've done here and you want to listen to more of our stuff, you can find us on the On Loop podcast where you can find our main podcast, the For Loop podcast, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, Anchor, and we might be on a couple more. I'm not exactly uh, – I'll have to get a full list. I think I've added a couple. Oh, big bets. But you can also find us. We do gaming videos. And a couple other things, our podcast also is uploaded to YouTube, just at For Loop. Yep, yep. For Loop on YouTube. Yeah. And if you are interested in streaming, uh, I'm not too big on streaming myself, but if you are interested on streaming, we do stream as well, where we are playing the new games that are coming out, Resident Evil 8 and Returnal. Yeah, and you can find us on Twitch at The For Loop. And, uh, Hope you guys enjoy this podcast and take it easy. I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.